Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. The text for our meditation today, as we consider the high feast of St. Michael and all angels, the Gospel reading, Matthew 18, 1-11, especially verses 7 and 10. Woe to the world! For temptations to sin. For it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. See that you do not despise one of these little ones. For I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus loves the little children, right? We learned that in Sunday school or vacation Bible school. Maybe you, maybe you heard it on the radio when you were a kid in the 60s. Jesus loves the little children, all the little children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, all are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And then Ray Stevens went on to sing, Everything is Beautiful, in its own way. Number one hit. Jesus loves the little children. So when we think about little children, there are certain things that come to mind. If you go into a store and you look for clothing or artwork for the wall or jewelry, many of the things that are associated with little children have to do with angels. Right? Yes. We've seen some of that artwork where the little child is laying in bed and out the window you look and there is an angel with the wings out protecting. Or the little child walking across the bridge and the water is really rough and tumbly underneath the bridge and unseen to the little child are the angels that are around. Cards, songs about guardian angels, all these things are, are very popular and they are associated with children most often. Most often, but not always. Angels happen to be very, very popular in the world. People make a lot of money marketing angels. A recent poll said nearly 60% of Americans believe in the existence of angels. That's far more people than claim to be Christians. People want to believe that angels are out there. It makes them feel good. People want to believe about cute and cuddly angels that are there to help and encourage, maybe nudge or assist. Television shows that have people like Michael Landon or Della Reese portraying 
angels have been wildly popular in our world. Soon it'll be Christmas time. Jimmy Stewart will be there with Clarence trying to earn his wings. Nicolas Cage was a fallen angel so that he could fall in love with Meg Ryan. John Travolta was an angel that was a scoundrel, addicted to alcohol and sugar. We like angels, right? Angels are everywhere, right? In media, in our culture, in our songs, on our cards. Angels are very popular. But so many of the notions that we have about angels are contrary to the very Word of God, which we Christians claim to profess. So, what does God tell us about angels? Not everything we want to know, apparently. Angels are mentioned in Scripture, both Old Testament and New Testament, over a thousand times. You cannot pray the liturgy in our church or sing many of the hymns without acknowledging the existence of angels. In the Nicene Creed, we confess that God created all things, visible and invisible, and that includes the angels. What day did he create them? We don't know. But he created them during the six days of creation. We know that God created all the angels good. But at some point in time, one of the angels, Lucifer, Satan, led a rebellion. A rebellion against God. And Lucifer, Satan, which means the accuser, was cast out of heaven, down to earth, cast out of heaven, no longer in the heavenly council, along with all those who followed, good angels and bad angels, good angels and demons. This is real. God's Word teaches it. And when we pretend it's not real, we lull ourselves into a false sense of security, that there are no forces of evil in the world, or a false notion of how much God loves us by sending the protection of angels. That's right. That's what God does with angels. Luther once said that to think about every individual having a guardian angel is wrong. Really? Yes. Luther said, you don't have just one guardian angel. You have a rank of guardian angels that God has appointed for you. Hundreds and hundreds of angels that God has designated to serve and protect you. This is how great the love of God is. Do we think about that? No. We sing about angels in church and then they're the farthest thing from our mind. God's Word in our epistle reading talks about a huge war going on 
between Satan the accuser and Michael the archangel. A war carried on on our behalf. But the victory was never in doubt. Did you hear? The victory was based not on how strong Michael the archangel is. They conquered him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The war was won. By the blood of Jesus Christ shed on Calvary's cross. The war was fought with the word of testimony. A war of words on our behalf. Satan. Lucifer. And all of his minions are defeated. And yet now... They roam around like a roaring lion seeking whom they may devour. While the good angels have been sent to serve and protect God's children, you and me, the evil angels have one goal in mind, to lie, trick, deceive, do anything they can to tear you out of the nail-scarred hands of Jesus Christ. Accusing, dividing, lying. We are often talking about how God works in the church. God uses means. The means of grace, word and sacrament. The means of grace, water, bread, wine, words. This is how God works, through the means of grace. My friends, Satan uses means as well. We talk about the unholy trinity, the devil, the world, and our sinful flesh. Satan uses the world around us and our own sinful flesh to tear at the message of Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the salvation that He has won for us. My friends, God's Word in our text for today says, temptation is going to come. We live in a fallen world. Temptation is going to come. But woe to the one through whom that temptation comes. God is warning us here in our text to be on guard. To be on guard for the various ways that Satan is attacking his children. Not only talking about the little ones, but all the little children of the world. You and me. And woe to the one that Satan uses as a means or a channel to tear someone from the faith. My friends, we live in a world where children are thought of, for the most part, very lightly. Children are often despised 
neglected, rejected, and abused. Children are used for profit, whether that's the disposal of them once they've been conceived, or the wholesale selling of the body parts once they've been discarded. Children are for profit as they are bought and sold in all kinds of trafficking mechanisms in our world. Children are sometimes thought of as nothing more than a tax deduction, a way for us to profit. My friends, children are often prevented simply because we're selfish. Listen to the people in our world today who will say, you want to have a better life? Don't have kids. You want to have more money for retirement? Don't have kids. Want to have more peace in your old age? Don't have kids. You want to have a better career? Well, delay having kids. A week ago Friday, my wife and I babysat for our youngest granddaughter when school was out. The Disney Channel was on TV most of the day. I sat down and watched one program with the little kindergartner. About a 50-minute program. We sat there. We watched it together on a Friday morning in September. Three times, three times in 50 minutes, advertising on TV, on the Disney Channel, marketing birth control. Who watches the Disney Channel at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Friday? My friends, we despise as a society little children and we in the church are complicit when we sit by and say nothing and do nothing. We will sing the Sunday school ditty, Jesus loves the little children. And then our lips are quiet when we have opportunities to stand up in real and tangible ways for little children and life in general. My friends, today, all of us need to hear Jesus' call and heed it. He says, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What's he talking about? Turning back the clock? The fountain of youth? Become a little child? No. He's talking about humbling ourselves before the word of God. Being humble like a little child. Humbling ourselves before the Word of God and listening to what God says. Listening to what He says about the ministry of angels? Well, of course. Listening to what He says 
about law and gospel, sin and grace, and the way the children of God should live their lives, living in this forgiveness, life, and salvation. One, by the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus. My friends, it's still a war of words. And all too often in this war of words, we keep silent. We refuse to speak the clear word of God to the situations in our world, in our culture, in our families, in our bodies. Either because we don't know or we don't care. My friends, Jesus loves the little children. He loves you. And he calls you and me and all of his children to humble ourselves and become like little children. Close up our mouths and open our ears to hear the word of God, the truth of God, the love of God. To see how our sin is exposed by the laser-like focus of the Word of God so that God in His love can heal us with forgiveness. True forgiveness that comes from the bloody death and glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ. My friends, angels are real. And God's love for you is real. Ranks upon ranks of angels are protecting us right here and now as we gather. They don't stop when you leave this building. They don't stop when you get in your car. They don't stop when you turn on Fox News or CNN. They are there with you. The word angel literally means messenger. The primary task of an angel is to speak the Word of God, the message that they have been given. Angels are not the cute little cuddly cherubs that we think of so often. They're ferocious warriors that God has created to worship Him and serve His children. Did you ever notice in God's Word, almost always the first word out of an angel's mouth? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. My friends, today, God has a message for you. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid in this world of evil. Don't be afraid that Satan, the liar, the accuser, and his minions are at work. Don't be afraid. The battle is over. The victory is won by the bloody death of Jesus for you.
The Word of God continues to go forth until Jesus returns again in His power and might and glory. Listen to the Word of God. Believe the Word of God. Confess the Word of God. This is how God cares for you. His child. Jesus loves the little children. Jesus loves you. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds and eyes and ears and mouth in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.